Hey, before we get started, I just wanted to mention there is a dent meetup at John Scotto's place, rpmdentrepair.com in the Boston area. That's March 7th. I just want to give you a heads up. It is going to be probably one of the biggest dent meetups I've heard of. I, I've heard tons of people are going. Unfortunately, I won't be able to go myself or Mary and I because it's my son's birthday. So that's probably the only main excuse I can't go because if it was anything else, I would be there. I hope to see you a lot of you guys out there. And I know Don Cavanaugh is going to be out there doing a lot of live videos out there. Jason Huddleston is coming from Texas. I know uh, maybe somebody's coming from California, flying out there, and um, I know it's going to be really epic. I know there's a couple other ones, or another one, uh, March 7th. I think it's in Tennessee. I think David Haxton is probably having one, so that's what I heard. I didn't confirm that yet, but um, I think you can find that information on, on FaceTime, or excuse me, Facebook. Um, you will be able to get some more information uh, about it. I'll put some links in here. By the time you probably hear this, I'll try to look it up myself. But check it out. At least this is the first uh, Northeastern Dent Meetup at John Scotto's place in the Boston area. It is going to be epic, and I hope to see you guys all there. I know it's going to be very, very fun, so look out for it. Now let's get into the raw podcast, and I'll tell you all about that raw definition. Let's get into it. Yeah, but you're going to edit. No, we're going to call. No, we're not. What? Did you know? Okay, I want to clear the air on something. I, I, did you know? Before I call Steve. Hold on, you didn't tell me we're recording already. You just said that now. Like, Speak into the microphone. One second ago. I thought you there just you called me to set up. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I think Christina kind of broke it down to us uh, last week after the show because I said, all right. I started the show off. I said, we're going to go, what? We're going to go raw dog, right? That's what we said. I don't remember you saying that. Did Do you, you know what it? raw dog means? Yeah, because I know now. Christina told us. Well, I mean, apparently, apparently, yeah, exactly. She's a millennial. The, the millenniums. Old. The millenniums. Okay, I, first of all, I want to apologize to everybody, all our listeners, who actually know the term raw dog. Okay, I had no idea. Raw dog to me is like just doing it without raw. rehearsing. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's your you own You know, terminology. like, just, like, no scripts. We're just going to do it raw, okay? I'm not going to do dog, say dog anymore. Apparently, and cover your ears if you tell, pause it. It's not wait, for if kids. Your kid, this this is not part kids. is not for the kids, so I'm just going to give you a heads up. If you're listening to it with your kids, pause it right now. I'll give you five seconds. 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, 1,004, 1,005. Okay, so raw dog, for the other generation, my generation, raw dog means having no condom. Like, don't use oh a condom. Oh my gosh, are we going here? Well, I have to straighten it out. I had no idea. Well, no, that's what I know. I mean, I know that already, but we don't need to talk about like Well, I just condoms. want to apologize for the audience, okay? I apologize. I was not meaning anything <laughs> towards that, okay? I had no idea what the meaning really meant. Mr. Toledo, you are old, okay? That's uh, what happened when you're old. Apparently. <laughs> I'm old, too. What are you talking about? I'm talking about you, my old lady. <laughs> you look older than me, though. <laughs> I better. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go there. But <laughs> you, 
It's a whole different podcast. <laughs> I'm not going right to go there. there. <laughs> Wait, you better look better than me. I'll tell you that. So let me call. Hey, check this out. So we're going to call Steve from Dent Mechanics. If you guys don't know who Steve is. You got to say the last name. Uh, Steve Brown. And uh, he has the true life stories of a PDR tech in L.A. So we're going to call him. And uh, I think there was something else I was going to ask him, but we're going to call him anyway. So let's see what he's, let's see, what he's see what's cracking with him, dude. Uh, oh, I thought I'm, yeah, here we go. Let's see, let me turn him up. Hello. What's up, Steve? Mikey, Mikey. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Mary, say hello to let them know that you're on here. Hi, Steve. Hi, hi Mary. All right. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I was about to tease you, but I'm like, nah, I have to keep this. What were you going to say? Go ahead. Don't, don't hold back. <laughs> go, go ahead back. This, this is a raw podcast. Okay. That's I'm not, right. I just explained to you. Hey, hold on, Steve. You're, you're in my age bracket. You're, you're anything less from you're, me, Mary. You're, you're my age bracket, dude. Okay. Age That's bracket. Right. Okay. What do we call ourselves? What, what's this generation? What do we call ourselves this this generation, Steve? Old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, um, well, re regardless, okay. Uh, uh, what does raw dog mean to you, the term? Do you know what that term means? No. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, God dang. I was like, sleaze. You better not know what it is, man. <laughs> So, wow. so the I've heard people say that, but so, I don't know. I so, actually never. So, I couldn't no, I tell you, you the true definition. Are you sure you don't know, or you're just like leading I, us to? I'm, no, no, I promise you, I don't know what that means. Look, look bro, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, okay. And people, the younger generation, know all about that term, raw dog. And I've been saying, and well, that's most, because they can Google anything, and then they can go on the Urban Dictionary and look up what. A definition is so if you go on the urban dictionary yeah. you can find the definition of every weird underground word or cult word that's out there we didn't have that we had the dewey decimal system what the hell is happening to our See? shoot I, I if somebody know. uses something you don't know you say you can look it up on the urban dictionary and and know and find out what it means well okay so here's here's what it really means what are you what are you trying to like i, I can't pause him what are you talking about no, what do you want to say turn down my volume because i can't oh you hear you here's too loud on my here's ears. two like right there that's your microphone thing right there okay. do you want me to turn no you're fine okay. Oh, okay mary just needs to turn down her microphone she says Is yeah because my husband's screaming on my ears it's like blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Oh, about time I freaking get more louder than you. You're, you're. <laughs> so, okay. So raw dog meant that we just, we're talking about. So I get off the podcast last week, Christina and I, cause in the beginning I said, all right, we're going raw dog style. There's no intro. We, I never do intro. I just said it anyways, you know? So she goes, uh, oh. I just want to tell you, um, do you, you, you do know what raw dog means. And I was like, <laughs> Christina, I could probably and picture her looking at this old farm. Raw dog, raw dog <laughs> right. means like, uh, you know, like, like, like I'm doing it like no rehearsal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is this, this is turning like into a perverted. A condom or oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, you guys. You guys are probably like, what the hell am I listening to? I thought this is a PDR t repair right? tool. Right. Right. What's, 
What's uh, what's uh, the owner of uh, Anson? Uh, the dad. What's the dad's name? Um, Craig. Craig. Craig Dyer. <laughs> Craig. Yeah, he's probably listening. Go. What do you mean you're going raw dog on my dog? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyways, it, uh, anyways, look it up, dude. I already explained it. I'm not going to tell you, right. but it, apparently I'll, it's, I'll, it's a, it's a, I'll Google uh, it. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> and so the millennials are the younger generation know about that. And us older generation have no idea. So again, we'll apologize. No. I'll Google that later. So Steve, uh, <laughs> you, you know, I mean, I didn't call you in ahead of time to tell you what we're going to talk about, but first of all, uh, I mean, second of all, but I want to talk, first ask you about Achilles, and second, I want to get a, a like a real Hollywood PDR uh, story, dude, in LA, dude. Like, what you got to tell okay. a story, dude? Okay, so think of one while you're talking about that. Why are you thinking about? Okay, so Achilles, <laughs> the guy who won like third place in the Dental Olympics uh, this year, two years in a row. Two year, well, yeah, like two times in a row, right? Like Vegas, two and, times in a row, back to back, yeah. back to back, third place. Uh, Achilles worked for me, uh, Laroco uh, worked for me for what a couple summers, right, Mary? For us, a couple of summers, yeah, yeah. and. Yep. Um, Actually, I did a video for him, uh, with him. And how's he working out? Like, have you used So, okay, so total honesty, I never watched Achilles do a dent. Okay. I only would sit in the award ceremony, because I was walking around talking, and then he would get third place, and I'd be like, holy shit, you got third place. And then this year again, I was busy when he was doing his dent. I didn't see him do his dent. So I've never actually seen Achilles do a dent. Okay. Just saw him get third place two times in a row. So he shows up Thursday of last week. We start Monday. I'm like, bring your tools. Let's go. We meet up, jump in the car. First dent is a Tesla model three dent on the hood, about a three inch long crease. Um, and I didn't even take my tools out of the truck. I was like, go ahead, man. And he set up on, he got his little gloves out and he was just like, <laughs> burp, burp. <laughs> and I'm just standing there watching, yeah. you know, like just watching, and he's just like, bah, 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 and I'm like, all right, okay, I can see a little texture still, and then he's just like, <laughs> with his little tap down. <laughs> yep, that's Woody and, Woodpecker right there. Yeah, yeah, he does it just like, bah, bah, bah. and the customer is standing right next to me, so I'm shooting the shit with the customer to kind of get the pressure off of Achilles, and you know, five minutes, and he's like. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I look at yeah. the dent, and I was literally, you know how your customers always say, like, I can't even tell where it was. Yeah. You know, I'm standing there, 26 years in the business, looking at the dent going, I can't even tell where it was. Well, li listen, <laughs> so everybody, like, we, we are talking to Steve Brown here at Dent Mechanics in Los Angeles, dentmechanics.ca and Instagram if you want to check out his handle. And we are referring to L Achilles LaRocco from Argentina, uh, fantastic tech, and um, it sounds like you're experiencing his his work on hand. Oh so yeah, well, great. And Achilles is uh, fast and green uh, on Instagram. Fast yeah. and green. Fast and green. That's, that's right. Fast and, fast and green. Fast and green. Mm. Yeah. Fast yeah. and green. So, so we did that job. We were done in ten minutes. Rolled out to the next one. Same thing. He just like. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, oh. This is so great because, you know, like I said, 26 years in the business, never having been around anybody that From could one up me. Yeah. Oh, no, just better. Just that, that I didn't, I was usually teaching guys my way, you know, and then being like, oh, okay, do it like this, do it like that, you know, helping guys that I've taught over the years. So I've taught a few people and 
to just stand back and watch someone that literally his work is flawless, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and so I just, I threw him to the fire. Like I've thrown him on some that, big that, ass dance, deep dance. And, you know, he just comes out, on top. you know, uh, just, just badass, you know, um, just really like he, 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 uh, he did a dent today on a Range Rover, uh, you know, person pulled into their driveway and the gate just slammed into the side of it and went bang, bang, bang down the side of it. And you know how, when you, the, the dent gets right at the edge of the door, you get that outward crease from the door yeah, edge. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah, he's got it. He's actually, he's phenomenal at that, Steve. I mean, he yeah, taught me a so trick we like actually, that. Yeah, we tag teamed it, and he's like, "Okay, you're going to push out." <laughs> Steve, While you I are yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. it sounds yeah. like Achilles, dude. That is, that is he's Achilles. Like, okay, <laughs> put 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 pressure right here, and he's all. <laughs> 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 now I know why you I like mean, Steve. Yeah. Steve's got your yeah. personality. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does, dude. <laughs> yeah, I got I got so, a story too. I guess we're all talking about. It. So go ahead, finish that finish your story. Dude. So. Uh, meanwhile, I'm working on a Porsche 911 rear wheel well crush, you know, just like a inch and a half to two inch black Porsche over the wheel well. And I take on that one while he is working on the Range Rover. And I've got to be honest with you, I'm sitting over here the first 10 minutes of doing the dent going, oh, fuck, I don't know if I'm going to get this dent out all the way. I got Achilles <laughs> over here taking out this big ass dent. Because you know how those wheel wells are on yeah, those yeah, Porsches, yeah, you know? Yes, I do. And I just, you know, I just kept working at it. And then I was like, I got my little trick that I, you know, waited to the end and I slipped the tool in. Because on the convertible, you can slide it in under that rubber boot right by the, where the back window goes down and that little, you know, skinny whale tail reaches it. And I did my dent and I, okay cool and then i just said hey achilles uh check my work here and he well he stops what he's doing and he, he looks at it and he looks at it again and he's like wait a minute wow he goes man you did a good job like i can still do a dent achilles <laughs> you know I, thought, I was like i can do a dent you know so we had fun i mean he's he's so talented you know um and uh you know, he was like, why are you using that tool? When I was working on one of the dents on the Range Rover, I'm like, because this is what works for me. He's like, why don't you use this tool? And I'm like, because it's laminated glass, and I don't want to risk breaking the glass, and this is what works for me. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, I didn't want to be an asshole. I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm just curious why you choose that tool. Yeah. And I'm like, well, here, you try to put your big-ass tool down that door. And then, you know, we had a little moment of like, uh-huh, Steve knows what he's talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that yeah, I I I get it. I've had my chances to work with uh, with Achilles, as you know. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, and one day uh, during the summer, I, I was working on a, a Ford Ranger. I forgot what what vehicle. It was like the newer one, newer one, and front fender. It was smashed, like crunched, and I got probably close to ninety percent of it. I was so ticked off, man. I couldn't get this crown down. Just. Just perfect. You know what? He has that little light lump. You know what you mean? Like, you're yep. like yep. you stand back. You're like, man. And Achilles walks up, you know, kind of <laughs> just, hey, Mike, how's it going? Hey, what's up, Achilles? How you doing, man? Like, oh, no, they just trying to see what's going on. Have you got any work, you know, because I came back in from Argentina. And I was <laughs> like, well, yeah, Mary told you stopping by, you know. Yep. And he's like, what's wrong? You look a little sad. And I go, <laughs> I go, I go that front fender, man. I'm just over it right now. I'm not going to mess with it right now. I'm just going to take a break. He goes, oh, he takes a look at it back and forth. And he goes, do you mind if I try? And I go, 
be my guest, dude. Go ahead. Just like you said, Steve, whips it out. I go ahead and blend it. Okay, go ahead, <laughs> blend it. Go ahead, Gilles. <laughs> okay, Don, take a look. <laughs> I look and I go, freaking A, man. Right. Yeah, dude. All right, man. All right, cool. All right, thanks, Achilles. No problem. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, you're all I'm married. I'm all about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's that? No, in the meantime, Mike's trying to convince me marry his kids. So let's hire. Yeah, him. No, that, like, that was afterwards, man. So, but yeah. Um, I'm all about learning that blending technique that he has. I mean, he's got that VIP knockdown with uh, a little flat, you know tip on it with his Tessa tape and he, you know, just the way it, you look at the dent before he knocks it down and you're like, mm, that's a little chunky, you know? And then he goes, and then you go, Oh my God, how did he do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh. yeah. You know, and he's, you know, one of the dents, he's like, I have to do a little bit of a color sand, you know, a tiny bit of texture. And I'm looking at the dent like, okay, homie. All right. Yeah. I mean, the second, the second day he was with me, I sent him off on his own. I, you know, the first day was like, okay, I need to see for myself. Yeah. Second day I was just like, boom, go dude. And he went and did, uh, I'll have to send you the picture. Mike. he, um, he did a smash on a Macan back door about the size of a baseball in the lower body line. And I showed him the picture first and I'm like, all right, go and do this dent, you know, and uh, I'm like 500 bucks. And uh, he's like, okay, no problem. I, I call him. He's like, don't worry. I'll be done in two hours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Text me the picture. I'm like, damn, dude. dude is, isn't it, isn't it a relief, dude? Like to, yeah. you know, just uh, to go out and trust somebody to do a great job and handle that stuff. Yep. And that's, and that, that, that's, yeah. that's just, that's, a unicorn, shall I say? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a, you know unicorn. like it is. That's all the I can guy, describe it. The guy who works for me, you know, he's has limitations. I mean, there's just gents he can't do. There's just a level that he's not at yet. You know, um, uh, he's self confidence, no chomping at the bit to to get uh, next to Achilles and just watch. You know, and uh, you know, to, every time I send him out, I think like, okay, how's it going to go? How's it going to go? I'm mm -hmm. waiting for that phone call. You know. And with this, you know, I'm just like, text me when you're done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and, we're, uh, we're, we're next time, like in a few weeks, I'm, I'm going to call you guys back and see if I can get Achilles and you both on the phone. And then uh, everybody can hear testify that we've got his accent down. Right, Steve? I mean, we pretty much yeah. got it down. So. I think you got mine, too. <laughs> I don't know. I just you want know, to say. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Steve, what I was going to say, you know what you can do? is um, have your guy, the one that you're talking about, who's got, like, limited skills to do dance, have him watch yeah. Achilles. So that might... Oh, yeah, no, they're going to... They're going together tomorrow because uh, it's my girlfriend's 50th birthday. So we're going to Santa Barbara uh, tomorrow morning. So Achilles and Nick are together, you know? Yeah. And uh, they're going to be together on Friday. And, uh, I mean, I got, like, a nasty dent at a Mercedes dealer or a Porsche dealership. Uh, downtown that I'm like Achilles man they need it done tomorrow you you, you know and he's like mm, uh-huh uh-huh okay. <laughs> it sounds just it's like aluminum huh and I'm like yeah it's aluminum you know <laughs> I'm like lots of cars are made out of aluminum <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you he's know, got it dude aluminum? he always he always does that to you like makes you yeah. like well you got it or not don't worry man I got it don't worry don't worry <laughs> 
Yeah. That's good. I'm man. a professional. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to, I, I, like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to get him on the phone with you and, uh, we'll, we'll do a, we'll do a three way and make sure it's all, it's all good. But, yeah. um, how, how are you doing beyond besides that? How's, how's things going? Business is good. I mean, you know, I wouldn't have Achilles here if I, if I wasn't doing good. I mean, I found myself not getting the people. So that was one of the main reasons why I, when I approached Achilles, I was like, I can only do so much. And, you know, I'm barely advertising as it is and I'm at full tilt. So, you know, I'm looking to take advantage of, of his abilities and, and capitalize on it for him and me, you know, so, you know, uh, every year the business gets better, more gross every year, more money for, uh, dents that we got, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we used to do for 200 bucks. We're doing for seven, 800 to a thousand now. So got to love that mobile tech RX, you know, all the guys that you and, you know, uh, all the guys that are just pushing guys to get with the program, you know? It's amazing. Uh, We were just talking about that, man. We were talking about, I was talking to my student and I was like, man, I, it was, I don't know. Like when my, I remember when my uh, tech John started and I trained him, we were doing like literally 75 to a hundred dollar cars, dude, like for door dings, you know, quarter size dings, you know? And now it's minimum 150 and up. You know what I mean? No, mm-hmm. we don't even look at the car if it's not going to be 150. So, yeah. Um, but that's that, that's fantastic, Steve. And listen, I I know you got you got you always have the most. I would say picture <laughs> like what would you say colorful interesting. story, colorful interesting, yeah. yeah, interesting story. If yeah. you curse, I'll try to bleep this out. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, just before Steve gets into his story, it's rated R. It's rated R. I'm just gonna let you guys know that. Not okay, do not get offended. If you feel like you're gonna offend it, or you're highly Christian, or you really you don't do that. Oh, you won't. You want a story like that? Skip this. Well, I mean, I don't know what you're gonna say, dude, because that's why I try. It's not a, it's not a G-rated, dude. So if anybody has any kids, I recommend you listen to this by yourself starting now. So um, (laughs) just, just saying, okay. So, So, okay. So I could give you a couple, like, you know, like you want something like with that relates to a celebrity or some sort like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Give us the juice. Man. Give us, give us. Okay. Juice. So it's gotta um, be, it's PDR related celebrity, right? Is that what it is? PDR. Right. Well, all of them are PDR related. They're all customers. Right, well, I'm just yeah. making sure. Man. We're so, track. Okay. I'll give you a funny story that happened. This was an old one, but, uh, I get a phone call from, uh, phone rings one day and dent mechanics and oh, hi, this is Gene Simmons from kiss. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, I was giving your number. What's that? I didn't hear this one, dude. You haven't heard this one yet. So he says, uh, I was giving your number by the Range Rover dealership. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I said, oh, what do you got? And he says, I got a dent and my Range Rover. And I said, all right, you know, okay. And I said, all right, it's going to be, you know, hundred bucks for the dent, you know? And he goes, no, no, no. This is Gene Simmons from Kiss. And I go, yeah, I know. You mentioned that. (laughs) (laughs) And I go, I'm like, it's still a hundred bucks, you know? And he's like, well, the Range Rover dealership said you'd take care of me. And I was like, aren't you worth like $200 million? Like, don't you have your name on can- condoms, caskets, toilet paper? And you want a hundred dollars for me? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, dude, sorry, I'm not a fan. Like I got to pay my bills, you know? And he was like, but they said, and I, and I called the dealership and I'm like, did you guys tell James Simmons that I would fix his dent for free? And they're like, no, we said you you would take care of him. And I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is trying to get a dent for free from me. It's ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. 
And I was like, I mean, honestly, like Gene Simmons calling me up trying to get a dent for free. I couldn't believe it. That's not the um, story, dude. Get into the real stories, dude. No, but that's a good story, though, because I hate <laughs> He's it. He's being right. That's like right. That. That's right. Warm, Warman, well, Warman. You, I'm just you, saying. You, I, I can I don't want to repeat Steve. the same story that I told on Ryan's. Uh, um, no, don't tell that one, dude. Like, just tell a different one. You, dude, you are telling, like, story. Hold on. Why story. are you picking and choosing the story he needs to tell? Well, I'm just, I didn't hear that story, but I just want. I don't want, like you said, I don't want to hear the same story that someone he's been on someone else's podcast, dude. So. Ah, okay. Well, I've only been on one podcast, so but everyone that, likes that, that the, one. You were on this pot, my podcast, though, before way before that too, though, a long time ago. So me, but he never yeah, shared. I some, called you. Yeah, I did, but yeah. you didn't. I didn't um, let you tell your your stories, though. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I did. Uh, well, the the Justin Timberlake one is the funny one, you know. <laughs> Okay, well, which so one me, is that? The one you already told? You just told. Yeah, me? so you don't want me, you don't want me to tell that one. Well, maybe tell That's tell something one. tell something else and then tell that one, dude. How's that? Okay. Or, for uh, my okay. Mike, uh, if you want something funny and you want raw, you're gonna have to tell. Uh, he's gonna have to tell his own story, his own experience. That's rated R or not rated. Speak into the. Okay, room. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a funny one. I'll tell you a funny one. Okay, so I get a phone call from the Mercedes dealer, and they say we got a customer. We need you to take a then out of his car and I was like all right cool and they give me the name and they're like it's, it's Fred Durst from Limp Biscuit. and I'm like oh okay cool Fred Durst from Limp Biscuit. so I call him up we make the plans I drive out to his house now Fred Durst's house burnt down in the Malibu fires so he was uh he lost everything oh, man. um so he was renting a house in Hollywood and our appointment was about 10 a.m and I get to the house I ring the doorbell and Fred Durst opens the door in his tidy whities nothing else on, holding a cup of coffee. Oh, and I'm just like, God damn, dude. And he's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, wow. Uh, and he goes, hey, it's cool. We're underwear buddies now. And I'm like, no, Fred, we'd be underwear buddies if I was in my underwear too. But you're the only one in your underwear. So you should probably put some fucking clothes on. And he's like, hang on, I'll be right back. <laughs> just standing there, Fred Durst. Standing there, buck naked. Well, not buck naked. Completely undressed, except for his underwear and a cup of coffee. So like, you wow. actually said that to him? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was like, well, you need good. to go put some clothes on. What happened? Yeah. To, actually, what, what happened to the? To, that's that's you, good. Did you have one that you went to a lady and then she invited you in and then you know? See, I, I knew what Mike is. Looking I remember for. this one. This was at the bar. I knew what Mike is looking this. for. <laughs> like, yeah, Mike. Mike is looking for that X-rated. Just, no, not Mike's no, trying to no, get me in trouble. No, <laughs> Mike's no. trying to get me in trouble. Okay, don't tell, don't say that, dude. Because no, I don't can't. want to be too. Dude. Anyways, we're gonna. I, I'm just trying to, because I know, dude, you had story These after story. story for the bar, Mike. This is not a podcast. Yeah, this you're is right. A, this is a podcast. You're right. I, 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 I thought it was more tamer than. than okay, I'll is. tell you one that I'll tell you one that happened before, before, uh, long before I was ever in a relationship with anybody. I was probably don't, get, don't say anything old. that's going to incriminate yourself. No, 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 hold no, on. This, if you're, this if was your before daughter, I was in, well, uh, before I was in a relationship with anybody. So, uh, um. So I go to this place, I'm like 25, I'm 225 pounds of muscle, ripped at the gym three hours a day in my little tank top, you know, like, hey, what's up, I'm dead mechanics. And the lady's like, oh, well, hi. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, how's it going, you know, here's do dent. And she's like, oh, okay, well, I'll be right back. And she goes in and like primps her hair and everything, comes back out and she's like, yeah, you know, 
my husband and I got divorced, you know, this and that. And I'm like, oh, cool, right on. But I was 25 and she was like 40, so I was like, oh, this old lady, you know. So and then old, she goes, oh, you know, yeah, not, not, yeah, I know, because now I'm 47 and I'm like, what? You know, so <laughs> she says, oh, can I, can I make you a drink? You know, and I'm like, oh, okay, sure. You know? And she's like, come inside. I'll give you a tour of the house. And then, you know, I'm like, all right, cool. And she's like, oh, you know, takes me straight to the master bedroom and says, this is the best room in the house. Oh my gosh, dude. Wow. But I was 25 and she was 40 something. So I was like, old lady. Now I'm 47. I was like, did you fix the dent? Did you fix the dent though? Of course I fixed the dent first. Did you charge? Yes. You always charge. (laughs) (laughs) You gigolo. See, see, that's the thing. You know, at least he knows like, hey, I'm here for business. So I need to collect my money. Well, I have a story similar to that, but I was so naive. I didn't know, dude. This girl. Uh, I went to her, where her hotel was at, and I fixed her dent. And she was sitting next to me the whole time and asking me, telling me, I don't know anybody around here. My job is so lonely. And I'm like, that's too bad. That sucks, you know. And I'm like, and I'm just doing the dent, dude. And she's like, you just all shook. I just had no idea what she was doing. I honestly didn't, man. And I was like, wow, that really sucks. I felt like literally dumb and dumber afterwards, dude. Right. I was maybe 21, 22. Well, you were 21. Early 30s, maybe, or something. You know, I had no idea I was getting hit on. I had no idea. Right. Yeah. I'm so bored. Like that. <laughs> the the end of the scene in Dumb and Dumber where there's the the bus full of exactly. Tropicana girls That's pulls exactly up and how says, I felt, dude. "We're looking for two oil boys." <laughs> well, <laughs> you're in luck. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it felt. Because there's a town right down there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it, but uh, but anyway, Steve, I I uh, I appreciate you giving checking in with us and and or me checking in with you and. and Talking about Keeley's, we're gonna get Keeley's back on. Confirm his accent, yeah, and uh, get one of those. Get one of those. 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 This time you'll be prepared, so you can give me another juicy story. I'm sure you'll run into okay, another I'll juicy get, story you another between one, that yeah. and there. You know, you should have told me. Hey, I would have tried to wrestle up. <laughs> hey, Dad, you can't tell juicy story. You know why? Because this is a podcast. It reached nationwide. Or it worldwide. is, but you know what, Steve. Right. Can, and, and Steve, no, no, Steve no, can tame on, it down. No, but no, like no not did. only that, Steve. Any of your kids hear this especially the girls you don't want them right. thinking oh my god i just yeah. said if you you, if you, you tell them mary yeah, yeah. we'll See, save all the that, we'll that's save why the dirty stories from when we go to dinner at the that, mtes that, stuff. that's that's why you're actually not being steve you're not steve brown you're being chris brown right now dude you're being right, right. No, brown. no 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 it's chris brown, brown is, uh, is is uh got it like a glow around him he's, exactly. he's you know the good boy yeah. you know yeah, yes. Chris Brown is Steve's brother. Uh, totally opposite, <laughs> but funny. Uh, totally opposite. Dent Patrol. Dent Patrol. CB. Yeah. Dent Patrol. All right, yeah. so we, uh, Steve, I just want to say thanks a lot. Uh, DentMechanics.ca on Instagram. Check him out. Does some fantastic work. And Steve, I appreciate you taking the time and and speaking with you us. Got it. All right, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for calling. You got it, bro. I'll talk to you. All I'll right, talk back. to you soon. All right. Bye, okay, Steve. man. Bye, Mary. Bye, Steve. Bye. All right, Steve, Steve Brown, man. He's he is funny though. He's more funnier in person, believe it or not. I mean, he's funny on here, but he's hilarious in person. So be prepared for his stories because he did tell some rated G stories, right? You've heard his stories, right, Mary? Yeah. Yeah, at the yeah. <laughs> it's 
I'm kind of glad you said, you know, don't <laughs> don't let Steve go off on a No, because you know what? Here's the thing. This is like, you know, any social media right now, I mean, it's there for life. It's there forever. Well, I don't so. know. I can, I can delete it. So. Well, you can. I but to. what happened if somebody recorded it before you can delete it? That's all right. I didn't say anything. <laughs> that, you know. hey, that's what we taught our kids. Or that's g- what I'm teaching people my People get all panties in a twist, and, you know, unfortunately, and that's, I, I don't know. Anyways, so what's our topic at? Okay, let's talk about, you, you've been seeing the tool thing. So my topic is tools right now. This is kind of like, kind of warning people who want to get into tool business, really. Um, lately, it's been really cutthroat. And what I mean by that is like, somebody will come out with a tool, and then someone else will come out with a tool almost identical to it, or very similar to it. And it's hard, you know what I mean? I see it becoming more and more challenging especially for the the smaller guys who are getting into the business and you really i was talking to talking to mary right we're talking i said really to be honest with you if you really want to like think about a tool you can't just come out with one you have to wait until you have like five six maybe ten maybe ten different pieces very unique different pieces that can create or do multiple things and what i mean by that like i right now i'm i'm I'm, uh doing a review on it's called the sidekick he was calling it the sidewinder it's from excalibur Mm. and it had at least two different uses like you could use it for the heel Mm -hmm. and you can use the tip Mm -hmm. of that tool but guess what i was doing a review on it and i found three uses of it Mm. that's a powerful tool when mm-hmm. you can do ha- more than one, th- have three points of contact on mm-hmm. that and use it for different panels, that's a hundo. That's a win. You know that that's a. Those are the type of tools you want to create. You want to create tools that have multiple purposes. The one is vers- that can be versatile. Used in, yeah, very versatile, and then have and you can use in different applications. That's really what you want. You don't. I mean, it's great to have a good tool like maybe a, a tool that can know pull an edge out or or maybe that create uh, fixes edges or like the bent bent holes but now everybody's got a hole bender or straightener or whatever you know what i mean <laughs> that sounds awful hole bender <laughs> oh my gosh i didn't say that no it's just the way you said it you okay know? <laughs> This isn't Peter Tool Time. It gets all perverted and everything all the time. Oh, so you're saying Peter Tool Time? Gets it does. Perverted. It gets all nasty every time, man. Every time I'm on there, mm-hmm. in a good way. This guy's over there is funny too. Um, so th- I'm going back to the tool. I I just, um, yeah. So if you want to get into tools, you know, and you guys are like, well, how do you know? Well, I talk to all the tool manufacturers. I talk to the small guys. I talk to the big guys. I talk to the guys who are trying to think about getting getting into, in, getting it, into yeah. it, send uh-huh. me a tool. And I hear all the same thing, you know, like, hey, come out with a tool. It really sucks. And, you know, I got to come out with different tools. And, and then you got MTE. You know, you got two of them now, MTE. Yeah, a year. well, let me ask you something, Dad. You know, I mean, I know where you're going with this. But the thing where I'm, you know, what I'm thinking is that, so anyone who wants to get into the tool business, they can't do it because obviously it gets duplicated and then it's kind of like a bomb for you when somebody duplicate your tools that you just made. But 
what happens to, um, I mean, why don't we look at it less like general, you know, in any business? What happens if it's like a, a business out there that you created and somebody's doing almost the same thing? Isn't that like uh, you can't stop someone from doing something, right? No, I'm not trying to t- stop somebody. I'm just trying to prepare them for the, for the cutthroat uh, scenario that's uh-huh. going to happen. Because if you're, if you're going to, if you're going to get in the tool business, be prepared. And even if you trademark it, it's going to cost you, if someone com- comes close to copying it or does copy it, uh-huh. you know how much it costs to go to court? A minimum of 10000 and if you really want to take it there, it's going to be about a hundred grand, fifty to a hundred grand to even sue them because of the lawyers involved. Well, no, I know that, but I think in business, though, the the thing is like I think originality really counts in any type of business. You know what I mean? So I, I think trademarking is a ripoff, man, because <laughs> you you know you only have to change it like ten or twenty percent, ten like I have something like something very small to make it a different tool. And that's me personally. I I would I've I've had plenty of opportunities to get in. You've heard people come up to me and say if I want to get into tool business yeah. and stuff like I I don't want it. I don't want any part of that. You know. Which is yeah. I mean you know because you don't want the headache. I'm not probably I'm, for the amount of uh, money you don't want the headache. I don't know, but no, I guess just got enough on my plate, and I just don't I just don't want to be get all upset. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, you know. Uh, and my job right now is to stay as neutral as possible, review tools, and, you know, try to try to educate people. Do my best to educate people on the new tools so they can hopefully become, you know, get a little faster, become a little cleaner. And most of these techs are really know what they're doing anyways. But if there's something, a really good tool that they can benefit from, then I, I did my job to help them make a good decision on their investment uh, for their tools. Okay. You know, uh, you know I'm always a devil, devil's advocate. You are. Here. Here, we go. <laughs> here we go. I always have to think both sides, okay? Uh, it's always both sides. So my thing is, if I, you know, if I put myself in, my, uh, in one of those guys' pos- you know, position or situation where they're making tools, I think that thing, let's say, uh, okay, think of a tool out there that's been created already. Like that people really like. I don't know, like uh, f- flat bar. Uh, okay, so let's say I invented flat bar before everybody else. Okay, and then I put it out there on the market, and everyone tried it. You know, or people have buzzed about it, and then they tried it, and they said, "Oh yeah, this thing is so good." Da 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 da. Obviously, you know, some people will try to recreate it. Da 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 da. But for me. The way I would look at it is that, hey, if I'm the one who came up with this idea, it's my creativity. I'm the one who originated, you know, originate, you know, I'm the one who originally made this tool. That's, you know, I think in the business unspoken world, that's what they remember. The person who pioneered that tool. I don't And any uh, duplicate is for me, I don't even remember. You know what I mean? I, uh, I, I don't know. Depends on really how popular that tool is i mean like it has to you know for that the legacy to stick it have to be put out there for long enough to where people know who it is you know i think of three if speaking of flat bars but right now my top three flat bars that i use in this industry is the anaconda the dent dial and the care point 
okay? And I don't regard, I don't care about their personalities, their personal stuff <laughs> as a self, or if you're a backstabber or whatever it is. You I'm just talking about the tool, okay? Yeah. So, guys, keep your personal feelings out of it. We're just talking about the tool. Those are the three top tools or flat bars in the industry that actually have different purposes, have and their own, have their own, their style, uh, like, shall I say, uh, pros and cons, and they're different. So well, how many flat bars are there out there I right know, now? There's, there's quite a few. I mean, even Dent Wizard has their, t- supposedly Dent Wizard has one of the best flat bars out there far as all around, but... I seen their flat bar and they're, they're permanently married to one tip that goes on there. Mm -hmm. And, and the care point doesn't have that. It has, you can switch different tips on there Mm -hmm. where you can go down the window. The only Mm -hmm. thing is with the care point though, it's a little bit flex too too has too much flex in it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It can bend. If you really crank it on a dent, it will lose its shape. Okay, so maybe this is a pointers for them to, um, you know, improve it. Well, but you just said I. As far as the, I don't know. I'm gonna be quiet right there. I'm not gonna say anything <laughs> else. I'm not gonna say anything else. I'm just saying. No, but I don't know how know, we got but, on the flat bar thing, but I'm gonna say. It's hard. To, it's a fine line when you when you create a tool. That someone else is gonna either make it look just like yours or have a little bit of difference. Um, to be to answer your question, you you're gonna have to really be the first one to be out there in the gate for a while, and then because here's the deal: when you do something right, it doesn't matter what a tool. I think we talked about this uh-huh. tool. You know your business, your business, your ideas, your, your ideas, the way you you know carry yourself or edit or whatever it is. When people see things that that, that it works, they're going to copy it because it's called writing the coattails, okay? Making something similar to make so they can capitalize on it. The only way that you can stay ahead in any game, and I'm not just talking about tools, is to be as unique as possible and keep coming out with unique ideas. Okay, being you just said that. That's the number one rule in business and in marketing, Number one rule. The reason why I said that is because sitting in class, listening to my teacher, he's basically saying, in order for you to stand out there and beat everyone on the finish line, you have to have one of a kind. You cannot, you know what I'm saying? And like what you said, people can probably try to replicate it, but that's what I'm saying. You have to be like, you know, way ahead of this stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, cool. it's like I said, it's, and, and that's really what it takes to be a tool maker, tool manufacturer. I'll tell you who's got some crazy out of the box ideas right now. So hold with, on. Let me, let, let me, let me, let me, because like my, my brain is going like a thousand miles per minute. So, so if I'm a tool maker, it would be wise to create a tool that's versatile, probably can only, I mean, can not only can do one thing or two things, probably create something that's five things because then people will be like oh well as soon as you create that idea i'll buy it well i've been thinking about it but i don't want to get in the tool business <laughs> no oh. but if i'm gonna if i'm gonna create everybody a tool- mary has an idea <laughs> everybody mary has an idea <laughs> ching, ching, ching. 
Yeah, serious, man. Mary has an idea. Wow, no kidding. <laughs> I love that, DK. Yeah. Where are yeah. you, DK? So, Mary has an idea. So no, but I'm just saying. You guys get in line. Get in line. Wouldn't you think that would be, like, you know, the smartest thing to do? Like I said, Mary, the more versatile the, t the, the tool is, meaning more applications you can use that tool in, regardless if you can... If you had a tool that maybe just did one type of push, but you could use it on, you know, hoods, roofs, trunks, every panel of the vehicle, it's a versatile tool. It, it can work. It's It has different purposes. But if you're creating a tool that basically has one thing and can all and very limited and it's in your drawer and you pull it out once a month or less. Then it's, it's not worth it. It's not it. going to be good. To, it's not, it's not going to be very profitable. I would go back to the drawing board and I would, Think about something else that's going to be more, more useful. It's not you know? worth it. Well, I need to have the tool be in my top twenty at least. You know what I mean? Like I, I use that tool. Like the go-to tool. You know, four times a month, five times a month, maybe ten times a month, something like that. If you're in my top five, I'm using you at least at least two or three times a week, minimum, minimum. Okay, so uh, that. Think about that. So, and that's what I would do. If I was a tool manufacturer or if I was a tool person, I'm like, okay, I'm going to create tools that are going to be used a lot, and not just for one purpose. Well, do you know, uh, this is like... A, flat bars are freaking multi-purpose tools. Uh-huh. Well, here's the thing. If you're a tool company and you want to create tools or a person who wants to create tool, well, to create something that's versatile, probably like more than... Um, two or three, you know, things that you can use it for, then figure out a dent. Let's say whether it's a small dent or not, whether it's body line or a curve, figure out a dent that's going to like, you know what I'm talking about, tailored to that tools that's going to be able to use for more than one. Like I said, I'm not a tool manufacturer. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, for you guys who are trying to create your own tools, I... Uh, not to, I'm not trying to discourage you. Don't do it. I'm just saying I'm trying to encourage you to be more unique and keep coming at it. Keep thinking about your ideas and don't say crap about them to people and don't get too excited about it and tell too many people to keep it under wraps and perfect it, perfect it until you just can't see there's any more improvement and send one to me. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just I'm just kidding, but I I'm just saying. Well, here's the thing: if they send one to you, then we'll just like nitpick it until it's like perfected. Oh, oh, that's what I usually try to do. <laughs> but um, lately, all the tools have been doing coming to me are pretty good. I mean, today actually, yesterday I got a tool from Jim Mitchell, and it was Jim Mitchell creates tool too. Yeah, well, he him and it's actually let me take that back. Jim Mitchell, his uh, his his coworker. Uh, I think his name's Michael Casper. I know his name's Casper, but he goes by Michael Casper. Uh -huh. He's the one that created that tool, and him and Jim collaborated and created it, and they sent it to me. And by golly, friggin', guess what? We had a GTR today working on it, and John goes, oh, I'm just going to pull everything out. I should be able to get to the dent. Well, guess what? He pulls everything out, guts the back, and he goes, there's no leverage. I can't get to it. I can I can get to it, but I, I can feel it, but I can't get a tool there. We're gonna have to pull the bumper. I was like, "Fudge, man, pull the bumper on that thing!" 
That thing was just a giant bumper. It's one of the biggest <laughs> bumper you can think of. And it's carbon fiber everywhere on this thing, man. So I go, hold on a second. Let me, oh, let me take a look at this. It's called the Declaration Leverage Bar. So I go, The name shoot. is Declaration Leverage? Yeah, yeah, Declaration Leverage Bar. And it's, I think it's PDR, PDR Revolution Tools. A revolution PDR tools, revolutionpdrtools.com. So I go, shoot, let me try this. So it goes into factory holes and you, you, you have some knobs, screw knobs and another one on the other side. And by golly, it created leverage for us. And we were able to get that done out without dropping the bumper. So see, and it's different though. It's not like your normal hook that you would use to create leverage or, or um, even though Edgy Tools has their leverage stuff, it's it was different, completely different, and and it was useful. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm talking about. That was it's great because you can use it on multiple different factory holes to use it, and that was good. It's one tool. I don't know how many different tools they have, but it's one tool and it works. So I just hope nobody copies it like just like it and whatnot. But you know. That's what I'm talking about. And then today I was doing a side kick tool. I was doing a review on that. And um, I found another use out of it. So it was really it's really good. I found three different points of contact that I could use it for, which was super helpful, you know. So and what does it help you on? It helps you on the some of the deepest dents that you could have, like a sharp dent, like a pit dent that most guys have a hard time with. And it really made life a lot easier with that tool. So that's what I'm talking about. Got to have lots of tools that do different things. That's all. Am I going on a rant? No, it's like you know. I I know I know what you're talking about. I I, I was talking. I was thinking about that already. That if I'm going to be a tool maker, I'm going to create a tool that's going to be versatile. It's like my um when I go shopping. Okay. Got to compare to shopping. No, well, you know what? This is the this is where the creativity happens. You know, when I go shopping, I don't go and oh, I'm gonna go buy that purse because it looks good for this occasion. What I do is to save money. I go buy a purse that I can like, um, dress it up and dress it down, so that way I'm not changing purses all the time too. So you get multiple multiple, multiple uses. Multiple use, of it. yeah. So if you notice, I don't when we travel, I don't you know. I travel light. I don't travel with like two luggages or anything like that. It's just pretty much one carry-on luggage and that's it. And then my, my backpack for my laptop because I usually bring my work and then a little purse. That's it. I don't, I don't bring So guys, start stuff. designing, have a little purse with your guys' <laughs> tools. and you. So you got to think like, w- no, my point the is... The women market. What, what my point is, think like a woman who's like trying to... Um, uh, match it with this and do it with that downsize and, bringing a lot of stuff you know because you know how some women they go on vacation they have 10 luggages yeah you're lucky you're not married to one of those <laughs> i know i'm yours i'm your woman so i, I bring <laughs> exactly, all kinds of stuff right yeah. you bring all kinds of stuff yeah. and i'm the man i can't <laughs> decide what i want to bring because then i when i don't bring it i go there shoot i should have brought my shorts i should have brought this i should have brought that well see that's the thing with me when i overpack which i learned my lesson i only happened once i'm a hoard like i don't want to bring a lot of stuff because I, I, i'm like a man you know i just want to use what i need to use and when i use it it's it that's it all right you're not a man though you don't look like anything like it no but i think Thank like gosh. a man <laughs> you, you <do. laughs> 
Gosh. Uh, I'm just saying, I think like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we can go any longer. I, <laughs> have you been drinking? No. Uh, How much alcohol did you have tonight? What do you think? Hold on a second. I'm Only two. Myself. It's hard. Uh, okay. So I, I'm starting to do like little sayings too inside our podcast too. So I want to do some sayings. I had some other topics here. Um, I usually don't have bullet points. Well, I do sometimes have bullet points, but I don't have scripts. So I don't go by scripts. Um, I think I'm going to, I'm going to go on to training because I, I want to talk about training, PDR training. You want to talk about training? Sometimes you like, you, you, what are you hitting me for? It's 51 minutes. <laughs> are we, how, how long are we going to go? I'm going to talk about PDR training. Okay. Yeah. About what? About how I basically. Like you don't want to train not. me. <laughs> Which is fine because I'm busy with other stuff. I didn't say I didn't want to train you. Oh, don't worry. I have Vinny and Scotto. There you go. Have them train you. <laughs> go for it. Here's my wife. Here, take her. No, I kind of wanted to get, get I wanted to kind of make it clear to people that uh, I know a lot of you individuals um, follow me and, and maybe uh, have an opinion about training like you know how maybe easy it is or maybe how difficult it is but i want to set the story straight about the involvement of training pdr training at least pdr training good you know um here's the deal i i work hard as a trainer and i work and i'm i care very very much about pdr training i care about my students success uh, I don't go out and do other dents while I'm while I'm training. I I maybe film dents when John comes in here and there. Um, I might have a walk in here and there if if it's a fast dent, I'll, I'll do it. But as long as my PDR student is is there and and learning from it, it's it's. I'll be honest with you, it's very uh, energy. Can, how can I put that, Mary? It, it think, takes a lot I of energy think, to do that, well, you know, to train somebody. Well, the word you're it's looking not easy. for, okay, it's not easy. The word you're looking for is demanding physically and mentally and emotionally. Yeah, I, I, it's So very all those three, okay, yeah. it's almost like... It's not a cakewalk. No, it's, yeah, it's not like a walk in the park. It's almost like you going to go in a hospital, you work in the hospital, you basically... Think about it when you're working, think about it when you're sleeping, and when you wake up. That's basically what it is. Because to train, it's not, it's to train someone and to actually, um, how should I say it, uh, translate what you're trying to say to someone and, be, and for that someone to decode what you're saying and to process it in the head so that way they can act on it. That's That right there is a challenge. I told you about no, it is training because long time it, it, here, ago, it's here, about here's the thing is when you are when someone comes to us for training and they and they're in my course, I'll, I'll, they're laying it on the line. You know what I mean? They are usually these people aren't like financially rich. Uh, most of them are paying out of pocket. Uh, they're not having they're not having, uh, you know, it's their money. Yeah. Loans and stuff from our people are giving them their money. They come in this this 
very stressful. You know what I mean? And it's it, I, it it can be pretty stressful on me as well in a good way though. I mean like in a yeah. because because they're they're depending on me to help them get to the next level, to the next chapter of their lives, you know what I mean? Well, right there is already um um a pressure on you because you're but thinking uh, that someone is relying on you or depending and, on you. And, and you know what? I enjoy I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it is there's nothing better than seeing these guys and gals become super successful. Mm-hmm. But my point of this topic is is that PDR training isn't easy. I don't want anybody to think that you know it's all glory. And it 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 you know when someone comes to me for training, it's serious business. It's serious business. It's not uh, you know, a, a fun it's not it's not preschool. You know what I mean? It's it's not like we're farting around. Well, the thing, Mike, is that I think anyone who's, um, you know, teaching or training, doesn't matter what it is, they have to have first the experience, you know, to have the knowledge and to be able to communicate and and um, let the students, you know, learn from that. But, you know, it's not, what I'm saying is that not everyone can train. Maybe they can they can say they can train, but the question is, are they a good trainer? That's the difference between, it's almost like a doctor. There's a doctor and there's a good doctor. What's the difference between the two? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, look, it's, here's another thing too. It's like, uh, over the years I've developed uh, getting to know the student personally, you know what I mean? Like, uh, their strengths, their fears, their weaknesses, and their self-belief, you know what I mean? That stuff like that. And and it takes, it takes like you said, it takes experience to understand, to, to evaluate somebody and understand, hey, you need this or you need that, you know what I mean? Well, Mike, here, look at it this way. If I'm a student and I'm going to just about to pay money that, you know, it's an investment, that money to someone, of course, I'm going to pick someone with years of experience because can you imagine someone teaching me who's only got two years or five years, you know, into the PDR industry or, you know, experience? What kind of or what type of knowledge do you think that person's going to be able to um, share to the student? It, it's it, uh, that's you made a good point, because here's the deal. Just like imagine you guys when you're first learning PDR and then you want to teach somebody how to do PDR. It's it's not the same. Here's it, it's just like training somebody. Okay, just because you're good at PDR doesn't gonna make you a qualified PDR trainer yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have to really work with the students, multiple students, to understand and relate to their challenges, their common challenges. You know what I mean? Their common mistakes they're they're common thinking like they like a lot of them don't believe in themselves or then they hit the road like how are you going to react are you going to be more proactive for them or are you going to be frustrated with them you know what i mean there's there's different things on how you react to help them get succeed i think anyone who's going to train or teach they need to be able to have years of experience on their background you know what i mean and not only that to be able to have all those knowledge and translate it in a communicative, I can't even talk, communicative way where the other person's going to understand it, that's crucial. 
You know what I'm saying? That's why in communication, one is basically um, giving the information and the one who's receiving it is supposed to decode it. But if the one who's giving the information doesn't, how, doesn't know how to communicate it or doesn't have the knowledge to share, you know, what true training is for this industry, then the person who's going to receive it is only going to get as much as that other person's really sharing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go and I would never go into detail about exactly how my training is because truthfully, truthfully, it's very custom compared to, for each technician, for each, each student because some students excel quicker than others. Others take longer than others. Um, some have a better foundation in their self-belief. And that makes a huge difference as well. Um, well, you're dealing with different um, personality and characters. That's Mike. right. And, 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 you know, like what you said, um, also um, confidence, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. So if you're dealing with someone, and I think you've had students before where they just um, didn't have the confidence, remember? Yeah. And then... It's almost like every day you got you got to be the trainer. You got to be the motivational person to motivate that person because it's negative. Then you also have I'm Doctor Phil, man. Yeah, and then I, you got, have, I got a, I got then, a PhD. Well, no, not only that, <laughs> and you have to build his confidence so that way he believes in himself or, she, or her, or whatever that per whoever that person is. You know what I mean? So it there's a lot going on when you're training someone and. So I, I just want like I want to just switch gears, but different. But you said him or her or her. But I've trained now four women in the last month and a half. Mm -hmm. Four different ladies. Okay, three were at one time because they're all related. Mm -hmm. Two sisters and a mom, and then Christina. I'm going to tell you right now, and Christina. Barely had any experience. She got trained a little bit from Lee Roth, okay, a couple weeks or off and on for a month, let's just say. But she knew her stuff, man. She came in really prepared, and the girls knew their stuff, the, the, the other three ladies. The other three I, ladies I, are already working. Yeah, they're, they're, they're already, working, yeah, but, they're already working. But they had the same common problem, right, as, as any man PDR Tech has. Who, who come into that challenge is, is finishing, like finishing, getting yeah. that center pit, the deep center pit out, okay? But their concentration was, was, you know, very, very good. And I think, I actually, I'm not surprised now. I, I really, at first, I, I, I didn't think, and this is how naive, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm as a PDR and trainer all these years, I still... I can't believe I didn't believe how good women really could be, you know, and, and they, and I really hope to see, I see a lot more and I really apologize to you ladies out there in the world. Even you, mom, I even said, you know, I'm not training. You can't do dance. You used <laughs> to tell me you used to want to train for me. You said, I'm going to train for you. I could train better than that. You know, I was like, Oh shoot. All right. Well, not a chance, but still, 
I could see myself trying to train you, but I, I don't know. Ma, husband and wife, though? I don't know. But, but no, I, I really here's the thing, okay? I don't know how long is your podcast, but... It goes whenever I want. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> well, here's the thing, okay? You know how many people I have sp- spoke with and talked to, and they said, no way I'm going to quit my job and work with my husband because I just don't see us working together. You know how many people have said that to me? No, how many? A lot. Like, what do you mean? They're like, look, I don't see working with my husband because it's one of those things that they're going to butt head. You know, I mean, women and, you know, I mean, women and men are, you know, two different thinkings. You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about? And you know what I, you know what I say to them? I said, look, in any relationship, whether you're in a marriage or you're in a, just like what, in the beginning of your boyfriend and girlfriend relationship, it's always a challenge. You have to find the balance to meet halfway. Now, both have to meet halfway because if only one wants to work wor- uh, work on it and the other one doesn't, then it's, you know, you are not seeing eye to eye. It's not going to work out. Yeah. So it's like a relationship. Working with someone or a significant other is like a relationship. You just have to find the balance of where you are. You know, you can meet and hopefully work together. Have common ground. Yeah, but you know, the, the, I think the the. Are you saying? Well, hold on. Are you saying that a lot of women at MTE that you met say they wouldn't want to work with them directly? It's not just that. I mean, I think I have a couple of men said that. Oh. You know what I mean? Or or a couple of men. I actually some men have said, "I wish my wife would, you know, uh, do this this stuff with me full time, but she won't because and I'm like, what? Because this and this and that. Oh. So I was like, really. And it's, 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 well, I mean, they have some, I guess some are built like that, but. And it's not just in our industry. It's also in, um, you know, other industry because I've, I've, I've heard, you know. Well, I think you're one of the biggest, well, I don't think I better not say that. I don't think, I know. What do you say? You no, you're one of the, you're, you're the biggest asset to this, to this business. I mean, you, you, you run the back end. People don't see how much of the back end. I wouldn't be able to do even a quarter of the stuff I do now without you being able to handle that, I couldn't do it. There's just no way. Okay. No way. So that's why I remember what I told you. Here's the thing, you know, the trick is with women working with their significant other, uh, you know, basically the trick is when you guys are working, you have a working relationship. Don't look at each other as, you know, husband and wife or like boyfriend and girlfriend. It's business. It's business. Then when the business is done, then you can do whatever you want to do. That's why there's a saying, don't mix business with pleasure. Because for me, it's like we have to have a mutual respect where I can like talk to you and have, you know, you know, it's like constructive criticism. So that way we can be productive. Other than that, if you can't do that. What's the what's the hardest job of running dent time? To tell you the truth, Mike, it's like, I think it's uh, for each. What's the biggest challenge? The biggest challenge? You told me when we started in 01, oh, Mary, this is seasonal. And I said, what do you mean seasonal? You said, well, we have slow season and then we have busy season. And I said, and then which one is that? And then you told me. Ever since then, I paid attention. And after 20 years, because we're almost into this, what, for 20 years, it's never the same. There's no pattern. 
And I thought there will be a pattern. And I'm usually good at looking at patterns. And in this industry, there's no pattern. When you think you're going to be busy, you slow. When you think you're slow, you're busy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The well, but what, what's, what's the challenge of that, though? The challenge of that is being, you know, I mean, you can't plan Count stuff. Well, yeah, you can't plan stuff and expect that, hey, this summer we're going to be busy. But then if it's not busy, then you're like, ooh, what do I do then? You know, because when you're running a small business, you don't have all these um, resources like a big company, you know, financial people, you know what I'm saying? So like a manpower. Well, so that's why you have to like always adjust. You always have to adjust when you're running a business. If you're not adjusting all the time, there's, you know, it's like every year is different. Every month could be different. I like different though. I wouldn't want to be same repetitive, same, same old outcome. You know, I'm not saying the same outcome, but it would be nice when you can say, hey, this season it's going to be busy. So now we're going to gear towards to that this you know, year, our we made $175 million, and the next year, we only did $57 million, So, you know, we can't go on vacation. <laughs> Whatever, baby. $175 million. I'm, I'm just still kidding. counting me. I'm just kidding, folks. I'm still Don't get any bright ideas. Yeah, well, not... It's with, more like a... First of all, a small company is not going to make it's $175 more like 57, million. $5,700. You know <laughs> Did you hear me? A small company, it's not believable to make yeah, I would be on this podcast million. if I was making that much more. I'd be like, oh, drop the mic. I'm so. just waiting for my, um, you know, luck to hit the lottery yeah. and then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to finish it out. I, I just wanted to say, wifey, thanks for coming on and being my co-host again this, this evening. So every once in a while, I'd like to have her on. Say, you know what you want to come on? What are we going to talk about? Oh, just don't worry about come on in. So... <laughs> Good, good topics. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I'm Mike Toledo. This is my wifey, Mary Toledo, a.k.a. Mom. And uh, we will holler at you guys on the next podcast. Thanks for listening. Take care. <laughs>